Hello, I'm Michael, and welcome to the Money on Your Mind podcast brought to you by the Mental Health and Money Advice Service. Money on Your Mind is here to help you manage your mental health and money, two subjects that are closely linked but not talked about enough. Each episode will tackle a mental health and money theme, ranging from welfare benefits to managing your money with a mental health condition. Money on Your Mind is here to help break the stigma around talking about money and mental health. In this episode, we focus on how talking about your money worries can help your mental health. Joining me today is Sarah Murphy, the Associate Director for Advice, Information and Training at Rethink Mental Illness and Mental Health UK. Sarah was also the leading figure behind Mental Health and Money Advice Service. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for joining me today. It's great to have you on to share your expertise. Hi, Michael. Thanks for inviting me. Really great to be here. So I've asked you to join us today because people do find talking about their money and mental health difficult. Whether that's someone whose money worries have caused them to develop a mental health condition or someone whose mental health conditions makes managing money more challenging. So with that in mind, why do you feel people find talking about money and mental health so difficult? That's a really interesting question. And I think there's probably a number of, of different reasons potentially. Um, but just picking up on something that you mentioned there about um, whether it's someone who has a mental health problem um, and then experiencing money issues or has a money problem and then starts to impact on their mental health. Because I think understanding that kind of vicious cycle that people can get into is really important. So it is the case that if someone has a mental health problem that they live with, then some mental health problems, the symptoms of those problems can make managing money and making decisions about money more difficult. And in turn, that can lead to money problems. But equally, there are many people out there who've never experienced any issues with their mental health. They've been taken along in life as, as normally as they can do. But then something's happened which has meant they've had a money problem. And often that's what we call an income shock. So they might have lost their job or perhaps their partner has lost their job. So whereas they had two incomes before, perhaps they've just got the one now. But they've also got all of the same outgoings. And that can mean that someone then starts to experience money problems, that they may perhaps fall behind on some bills. And that in turn is very worrying. And prolonged periods of stress and worry and anxiety can then lead to um, someone experiencing a mental health problem. So this vicious cycle, like I said, is really easy to get into. And I think it's important to acknowledge that it's often not anybody's fault because guilt, shame, and the stigma of both mental health and money problems is sometimes what stops people from talking about it and from getting help. But it is a thing that can happen to anyone, and it shouldn't be something that we, that we feel ashamed about. But we know that it is, unfortunately. We did some research last year with people who had experience of both mental health and money problems, and overwhelmingly they told us that they did feel guilty, they felt shame, they felt embarrassed. And sometimes they felt like they'd been a failure, perhaps because they hadn't been able to manage their money properly, or perhaps because they are struggling with their mental health. Um, and all of those things were a barrier really to them actually seeking help for, for either their mental health or their money problem. And although we've made huge strides, I think in the UK over the past few years in terms of reducing the stigma that still surrounds mental health. I don't think it's gone completely, but it does feel that um, both a money problem and a mental health problem all, almost carry some kind of double stigma really. 
Um, and I think that's a, another barrier for, for people talking about their problems and, and getting the help and support that they need. Oh, thanks for that, Sarah. Yeah, exactly. As you mentioned there, the, the double-edged stigma really creates uh, difficulty for people talking about their money and mental health. That's brilliant. Thanks. So moving on now, we've sort of like discussed there why it's difficult for people to talk about it and how they can, the, the feelings and emotions that can come about money and mental health difficulties. How can people talk about their money worries? How can it help by talking about their money worries? So I think one thing that's perhaps useful or interesting to know is when we are thinking about something, when we're having thoughts, cognitions, uh, when these things are running through our mind, then they can impact on how we feel and how we behave. And if those thoughts are obviously negative thoughts and worries, and often what happens when we're worrying about money, we're thinking about all the terrible what-ifs. Um, what if a bailiff turns up and takes all my things away? What if I lose my house? All these worst-case scenarios that tend to be the, the thoughts that are running through our heads. And quite naturally, those negative thoughts will impact on how we're feeling. We're going to feel anxious. We're going to feel stressed. We might start feeling depressed. Um, and it's going to impact on how we behave as well. So we might start avoiding dealing with the situation. Um, we might be a bit quiet or snappy with our friends or our family because all of these you know, anxious thoughts are going through our, our heads. But more often than not, thoughts aren't facts. So those things that are going through our heads might not necessarily be true or they might not be able to happen. And there are a lot of myths around money problems um, that still exist. So, for example, you know, there are a number of people who still believe that you can go to prison for not paying your credit card or your loan. That's not true. So sometimes those terrible thoughts that are going through our heads aren't necessarily facts. So I think talking about your money worries, particularly to someone who understands what you're going through, who doesn't judge you, who isn't going to judge the situation that you're in, but who also knows the different options that are available to you, oh, they're going to be able to give you that clarity in terms of what is possible and the thoughts that might be going through your head. And in turn, that's going to have a, a more positive impact on how you're feeling and then in turn how you're behaving as well. Brilliant, Terry. Thank you. So as you mentioned there, we've, we've talked already about why it's difficult for people to discuss money and mental health. You've now just explained how talking can help. So if someone was looking for someone to talk to, um, who, who, who can they reach out to? What organisations or, or help is available for them if they're worrying about their money? Yeah, I can't stress enough that it's really important for somebody to talk to a, a, a trusted source of advice, but in particular, a free source of advice. If you're struggling with money, we wouldn't recommend that you pay somebody to advise you. There are just masses and masses of free support out there. So that would be my first suggestion. There is uh, an organisation called Money Helper, or a service called Money Helper, which is funded by the government. It's free to use, um, and you, it's, it's information that's available online, um, but also you can ring them and you can contact them digitally as well. And they're able to give a wide range of uh, what's called money guidance. So depending on your money worries, um, they can provide you know, a huge range of information and support and suggestions um, for how to deal with those money worries. If you do have debt, and debt is where 
um, you have fallen behind on the normal monthly payments that you're supposed to make. Uh, that could be your rent, your council tax, a mortgage payment. It could be falling behind on a credit card or a loan, for example. So if you've fallen behind on those payments and you're struggling to catch up, then we would say that you have fallen into a debt situation. And again, it's really important to get some free debt advice. And the Money Helper website has got a really great debt locator tool on there. And the reason I'm suggesting that one is because that will provide you with um, free and independent sources of debt advice. But you can also see what's available in your local area. You might be familiar with Citizens Advice, Christians Against Poverty. Both of those organisations might be operating in your area and can provide you with debt advice uh, where you are. But there are also lots of national services as well. Um, normally telephone or you can just get in touch with them online if you don't feel like you can speak to somebody over the phone about your problems. So charities like Step Change, National Deadline, and also, of course, our own Mental Health and Money Advice Service website has got a whole range of information on there that can help you as well. Thanks, Sarah. So you've talked there about money, how people can get money help and who to talk to. What other support is available to help people for both their mental and financial health? I would say the main source of support is the Mental Health and Money Advice Service website. Um, we set it up based on feedback that we got from people who were experiencing both issues with their mental health and their money. So uh, there's just a huge amount of information online there about anything money related through a mental health lens. But in particular, we developed a toolkit just last year um, based on feedback that we got from people who were struggling with both mental health and money problems. And that toolkit has a range of resources to help people with those feelings of guilt, shame, low self-esteem that we mentioned. So a number of exercises that people can do um, really to sort of build themselves up and, and start to feel ready to be able to take the next step in terms of getting help and support. There are exercises in there if you find yourself avoiding dealing with your money problem, because that's an easy trap for, for people to fall into. And so there's exercises in there that you can do to help with that. And there's a whole range of support and, and other um, sort of areas of the toolkit that you can fill in with your own personal details, things like your income and your outgoings that will help you um, make that next step in terms of your, your money problems. You can get that toolkit online, but also a really great source of support for mental health um, and linking in with other sources of help and support in your local area are social prescribers. And most places in England should have a social prescriber and they're often linked to your GP surgery. But if you go and speak to them and explain that money is impacting on your mental health, then they should be able to link you in with sources of support for both of those issues. So they're another good source of support um, for people who are experiencing issues with both their mental health and their money problems. Yeah, thanks for that, Sarah. You just mentioned the toolkit, actually, which is, I will plug myself, a brilliant resource. So if, yeah, anyone listening, if they would like to download a free mental health and money advice toolkit, if you visit mhma.org.uk forward slash toolkit forward slash, you'll be able to download that for free. Sarah, so thanks for that today. One last question I'd like to ask you is, as an expert in the field of mental health and money advice, what is your best tip for managing mental health and money? Oh, that's a really hard one to pick just one, I think. But given our conversation today, I would say that uh, talking about it is probably the, the top tip I can give. 
if you are struggling with your mental health and it's making managing money difficult, or if you're struggling with money and it's starting to impact on, on how you feel and it's impacting on your mental health, then do talk about both of those issues. There are millions of people across the UK who are struggling with both those things, so you're absolutely not alone. Um, and there are lots of places out there that can give you free advice and support to deal with both of those issues together. Nine times out of ten, there's always an option for dealing with um, your money problem. In fact, I would say ten times out of ten, there's, there's an option for dealing with the, the money problem. Um, and there are lots of different techniques and, and treatment options and different sources of support that you can access for your mental health as well. And um, so don't struggle on on your own. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's something that many people have gone through. Um, but do reach out and get some free sources of, of support and advice and, and talk to someone about how you're feeling and what you're going through. That's brilliant, Sarah. Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining me and giving some fantastic insight into how talking about your money worries can help your mental health. Thank you. If you or someone you know finds it difficult to manage their mental health and money, visit our website at mhma.org.uk. You'll find free information, guides and tools to help you understand, manage and improve your mental health and money issues. Once again, that's mhma.org.uk.